What games did you enjoy playing as a child? We explored that a little bit earlier. There are all sorts of games that uh, can be fun when you win, except for one. Winning this game has you end up feeling quite alone. Can you think of what game that might be? Hide and seek. If you're the person hiding, then it's pretty sad when people around you give up looking for you and trying to find you. Hide and seek. There is something special about in hide and seek in being found. When people don't give up and they keep on looking for you until you are found. So I wonder, have you experienced the joy of being found? Let me pray. Jesus, as we spend time in your word, Lord, would it wash over us in a fresh way? Lord, whether we're listening to this message right now or as we drive in a car or wherever this time finds us, Lord, help us to be open to the things that you want to say to us. Holy Spirit, would you speak to us deep to deep? Amen. Finding things is fun, isn't it? When our nieces would come and stay with us when they were little kids, um, and actually I still do it for them occasionally when they're adults, um, when Jacqueline and Monique would come and they would stay, I would make up a find a word for them and I would sit it on their bedside table so that when they woke up in the morning, they could take some time to find the various words that were made up for them, personalised in their find a word. Little did they realise at the time that this was to keep them in bed for just a little bit longer so that Mary and I could sleep in and have a little bit more time of extra sleep. A week ago, uh, we were in the central New South Wales or the New South Wales Central Coast attending a wedding of our nephew Luke to Josie. It was a special time of celebration together. So often people talk about how good it is to find love, whether it be with a partner, whether it be in friendship, or even with a faithful pet. But I wonder if what we're really saying is how good it is when love finds us, when we experience deep, unconditional love. There's a familiar verse in the Bible that speaks of love. It's probably the best known verse in the Bible as the Apostle John reflects on the life of Jesus. These words penned by John echo through history. In John chapter 3, verse 16, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Here John, we've got it on repeat, that's why. Um, uh, here John um, draws on the foundation built in this, his first chapter in describing the word, the eternal son of God coming to earth and taking on flesh and blood. That is fully God and fully man in the person of Jesus coming to offer us God's love. 
Jesus seeks us out for a loving relationship. Now, this love-fueled mission should not come as any surprise to us. After all, in the beginning, when God initiated and God created all things, we were created in love. We were created for love. Yet the account of the garden in Genesis 3 describes how human desire became distorted and broken. Rather than finding fulfillment in the God-human relationship, we wanted to be like God. We wanted to be God. We were sold a lie by Satan. And the original relationship, the perfect relationship, the unhindered relationship was shattered. Now, I'm not sure about you, but when you break precious things, people can tend to panic. There's that shock and that desire to try and fix what is broken. And when we can't, and when it belongs to someone else, and especially if you're a child, you can think, okay, what am I going to do? Oh, no, I'm going to hide what is broken. Sin has that effect on us. Sin sends us into hiding. In Genesis chapter 3, it tells us that the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say that you must not eat from the fruit of any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only from the tree um, in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom that it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it and she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were open. Then suddenly they felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool of the evening breeze was blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Attempts to cover the broken fail. So Adam and Eve, marred by sin, go into hiding. But God is a seeking God. God moves to find Adam and Eve. God is love and out of love moves to find those he loves and has those that have gone into hiding because of their sin. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid, and I was afraid because I was naked. Sin and fear have humanity go into hiding. Sin and fear have humanity move into the shadows, into the dark places, away from the light. But God's love 
has God moved to find us in the midst of our hiding? I remember flying um, from Brisbane to Sydney on one occasion and I was sitting next to a lady and um, she asked about the book that I was reading and it was a Philip Yancey book called Finding God in Unexpected Places. And as we flew, we chatted and she described several occasions in her life where she experienced something of God, whether it was a neighbour inviting her to come along to church as a child. Still as a child, there was an occasion where the adults in that home started to have a seance and invited others around. And as that was happening, someone in that home took this girl into another room, laid a cross on her and prayed for her protection. Several times in her life, she described how God found her, making himself known to her and as the flight continued I shared with her about how God is a seeking God starting with Genesis and the story of Adam and Eve God throughout history is a God who is moved to find to seek us out God finds Abram in Genesis 12 and calls him to trust and to move to a land that God will show him and that all the nations will be blessed by Abram. God, in Exodus chapter 3, finds Moses in the wilderness of Sinai. God, in 1 Samuel 14, looks for a new king of Israel. So God moves to find a man after his own heart. And we pick it up in 1 Samuel 14, verses 13 and 14. How foolish, Samuel explained, you, being Saul, have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. Had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom must end, for the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. The Lord has already appointed him to be the leader of his people, because you have not kept the Lord's command. In 1 Samuel 16, God finds David in the small rural town of Bethlehem and calls Samuel to anoint him as the new king. Later, with the coming of Jesus, God continues to move to engage with humanity. In Jesus' teaching, he reveals the heart of God who moves to find the lost. Stories like the pearl, the hidden treasure, the guests for the wedding feast, the lost coin, the lost son, the lost sheep, which Leah read for us earlier. God moves to find the lost. In Luke chapter 19, we pick up the story of Jesus walking through the town of Jericho where Zacchaeus lived. In verse 5 to 10, we pick up this account. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He's gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. 
And if I've cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abram. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. As our flight descended from Brisbane to Sydney into the Sydney airport, I told my fellow passenger that God is a seeking God. He has done this through history and by her own account in her life as well. And as we landed, I encouraged her, be found by God. Today, we begin a new series that will take us to late November as we explore what moves us and being moved by the mission of God. From the beginning stories of humanity, God is revealed as the God who moves. He's moved by his depth of love for us and the love that he has for humanity. God is love. God created in love. And God loves even us when we are sinful and broken. When we want to run for cover, we find that God moves to find us. Not only does God move, but he moves from security and to vulnerability. He moves from eternity past, present and future to move into the constraints of time and space. Philippians 2 tells us that Jesus did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, something to be held onto for dear life, but instead moves into our neighbourhood, into our world, into our culture, and makes himself vulnerable and gives himself his life for us. God is motivated by love, and in love, God moves. God moves towards us from the first garden calling for Adam and Eve, where are you? And God continues to move into our world. But the exciting thing in all of this is that God moves first. God did not wait until we were good enough. God did not wait until we asked for help. God did not wait until we were crying out from the darkness, saying, God, where are you? God sees us in the shadows, in our hiding, in our sin, and our brokenness. And he moves to us first. Before we've even thought about moving towards God, and so I wonder today, where are you? Are you in hiding? If you are, then know that God has already moved to you. Be found by God. Respond to God's loving move to you. And for those of us who know what it means to be found by God and by God's love. Those of us who, whether we've been a follower of Jesus for a day, a week, a year, or most of our lives, 
Hopefully you know, hopefully you remember what it means to be found by God's love. What might it mean for you to join in God's mission, to follow God in being moved by love, God's love for humanity, God's love for your family, for your friends, for your colleagues, for students at school or at uni, for your neighbours? What might it mean for you to be moved by God's love for others? Let me pray. Holy Spirit, as we spend time in this space, in this time, we recognise that we have constraints, but you do not. But yet, even in this time, in this place, you want to move amongst us. You want to move us into your mission that you've called us to. Jesus, help us to rekindle, to reaffirm the love that you have for us and that we would be moved by that love. And Lord, for those who haven't yet been found by you, those of us who still want to stand in the shadows to stay in hiding, Lord, I pray for them that they would finally be prepared to say, God, would you find me? I know you've been looking for me. Here I am. I'm yours. Amen. So how might we respond today? Well, today God invites us into his movement of love, to join his movement of love few questions for you to ponder and if you've got the response cards or want to use the uh, the chat function as well at home you're more than welcome to do that have you experienced the joy of being found by God's love if you haven't then I would love to talk to you about what it means to be found by God's love to experience that and to be a follower of Jesus today love to have a chat to you talk to me after the service or send me a message and i'd love to organize a time to talk to you some more about that what might you do to move closer in your relationship with jesus and then what does it mean for you to be moved by god's mission of love for others there's going to be some music played and as that music is played, I encourage you to do business with God today. Take some time, use the response cards. Um, often people find that helpful. But to use that, that time to, to respond to what God might be saying to you today. And after that, I'll um, pop back up and we'll close off the service in song. God bless you.